Hello and welcome everyone to a special episode, episode 27 of the Road to 2024 podcast. I am Robbie alongside my esteemed competitor today. Sam, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm not sure. You kind of you sprung this on me. Um, uh, I'm, you, you, your ideas are typically pretty good, so I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to see what this brings. So I, uh, I, I can't offer you a definitive yay, nay as to where I'm at, but uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what this is. Cool. So the gentleman reserves, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today, what you might ask, what were we doing? What are we, we doing? drafting teams for the presidential race? So you might ask, why? Or I, I am definitely asking. I'm asking how, why, I'm asking how, and do I need to? <laughs> well, I will have that answer. I know number three is definitely yes. Uh, <laughs> but, so, essentially how it's going to work is there's 14 reasonable Republican candidates that have announced that we are going to go through. Uh, and we will go snake order. We will flip the coin and who goes first. But so the popular vote totals, right, in terms of like who's going to win this, right, uh, the popular vote totals at the very end will determine, you know, the first few, the, the candidates who make it to the primaries. So, uh, for example, last year, the uh, or in 2020, the 2020 Democratic election, number one was Joe Biden, number two was Bernie Sanders, number three was Elizabeth Warren, number four was Michael Bloomberg. So. That was like the early list, and it went like, you know, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Tom Steyer, right? The ones who stayed in the race and got votes. After that, it's pretty clear on, on Wikipedia, and we'll find out after, but after those, it's who drops out the latest, right? So these are the candidates who are most formidable. So grit does matter here, you know, the ones you think are going to stay in longest, because, you know, you could be not a viable candidate and then. Say I'm going to stay into the end of it and get some popular vote, and then you're up there. So grit is very important. Also, you know, likelihood to win that kind of matters. Uh, and you get 14 points for choosing the winner, 13 for choosing second, and so on. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. So okay, it's uh okay. So so it's similar to the to the to the golf competition we have going on. Similar, yes, okay. very similar. Uh, and. So we have pretty clear indication on the polls right now. And you think, okay, it's gonna you're probably thinking, this is it. It's pretty clear what's who's gonna be first through fifth, right? We know uh what's going on, but I wanted to bring up something that I found doing a little bit of background information. Oh, you studied for this draft. I studied I studied for this oh, test, yes. Uh see studying, so studying for tests is not really my forte. All the naysayers who say things can't change. You know what the settings were on July 9th, the recording of this podcast, 2015, in the 2016 Republican race. Do you have any idea who was first? I think it was Scott Walker. Close. It was Jeb Bush. Oh, wow. Yes. Number two was Scott Walker. Who was number three? Just curious. Ben Carson. Oh boy! Oh dear! Oh then no! Then it was Marco Rubio, Mike Huckabee, Rand Paul, and Donald Trump at number seven. Ted Cruz, who ended up finishing second in that race, at number eight. And John Kasich, who ended up finishing fourth 
in the popular vote was 13th at 1.5%. You never know what can happen. That is all Mississippi. Is that fair? That is fair. Uh, before we get into it, I wanted to uh, give some mind-blowing facts, some fun statistics around this Republican field of 14. And then I'll have you uh, you know, engage in this, see if you can guess the numbers right. So there's well, – I'll ask you this. How many candidates, in my opinion, you think, in my opinion, have openly condemned Trump? In this election, it says he's not uh, vi- he's not a viable candidate. So I'm just going to give you a brief criteria. Mike Pence doesn't count. He's not said he Trump's not viable, like should not be running. Okay. Hutchinson heard Christy Laffey, and I'm going to guess two more. So I'm going to say six. Nope, that's it. You got the four. You named oh, the four. I okay, I got the four. <laughs> so good job there. In regards to the people running the race, there are four former members of the United States House, two former state representatives, and they both happen to be from South Carolina. So you can name those. Yes. So you're not going to name them? Oh, sure. Haley and Scott. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Six current or former governors. So governors are being represented quite well. There's only one woman in the race out of 14, which is like... A little shocking, I would say. That is pretty surprising. Uh, In this day and age, six candidates of color, two states with multiple candidates, that being Florida and South Carolina. And can you guess who's the youngest candidate in this race? Uh, Is it it Will Hurt? No, it's Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. The... uh, the famed Vivek. Of the elect. <laughs> Do you know who the oldest is? Oh, it's Trump. Yes, it is. Trump at 77 years old. Vivek is 37 years old. All right. Enough. So will, he be, will he be marrying Trump next? <laughs> I mean, based on some of his rhetoric, I, I would not be shocked. Especially because <laughs> we saw that the Sanders ad, Trump is gay. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of ways we can go with this. It's time to get into the actual drafting. There are 14 candidates on the ballot. I am going to run through them. We're not quite ready to get into this. So our audience knows who are we choosing out of the 14. So drum roll, please. They are former President Donald Trump, former mayor of Cranston, Rhode Island, Steve Laffey, former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, uh, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, entrepreneur Perry Johnson, Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, TV commentator Larry Elder, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former Vice President Mike Pence, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, and most recently, last but not least, but probably least, former <laughs> Representative Will Hurd. <laughs> so... Sam, I will ask you, do you choose head or tails? Tails. Always tails. It is tails. It is tails. I flipped the coin. It is tails. Sam, you are first. Tails never fails, baby. Um, Trump, come on. Yes, you are a huge Trump supporter. I understand why you are choosing (laughs) it first. 
<laughs> any any reason why he's gonna win the nomination um i think again as you said there's a lot you know a, a lot can change but as of you know looking looking at you know where things are now looking at you know kind of what's on the horizon i don't see any reason why donald trump will lose the nomination fair that's fair okay now i am up second yes and i have a name that will shock you but for longtime listeners of the program, I think I think I know who this is. I don't think it will shock you. No, I'm of, of people I've I've spoken highly on. Not maybe not in terms of actual like character, but in terms of their prospects. He is from Ohio, and he is Vivek Ramaswamy. No, yeah, that was. Uh... So here is my deal with him. You have a deal. With I him. think. No, I think in the, the event. Deal? That Trump is unable to run, full, t- take it full, uh, fully be able to run, whether it's the Justice Department and their investigations, or uh, God forbid, I still hope for health of people. He is very old. Uh, and for whatever reason, he's not able to do this through. I see Ramaswamy as the most likely candidate. Because he has embraced Trump and Trumpism, he is young, he is a person of color, someone who believes who could be formidable, maybe in the general election due to his background and his energy, a huge contrast to Joe Biden. He is someone who has been able to go on mainstream television networks and articulate his points correctly, whether you agree with him or not. He's pretty radical on some social issues and you know some uh, economic issues but i think if trump does dissipate and we're seeing him creep up in the polls he is the one who's going to fill that vacuum because he has embraced trump trumpism and that is still supported by a lot of the party but i think he can appeal to other people that is my appeal on vivek we'll see where it goes it's still a long shot that trump is convicted any of anything and I think he can run his whole election on Trump was wrongly convicted, and I, I'm president. I'm going to get him out. I'm not saying he's going to win the, no, the, the general like that, but he could very well win the nomination like that. All right, you're next. Um, I feel like I got to cover my bases with this one. I think again, I think he's someone that may not necessarily. I don't think will win the nomination, but I think just because of uh, the momentum he had earlier, I'll take DeSantis. I think even though things have started to kind of go downhill for him, I think he is still the most viable Trump alternative. And I think people, I think he still has a a fairly large uh, donor class, a fairly large supporter base. And I think he will do, I, I think he, I don't, again, I don't think he's going to win the nomination, but I think he will get, we're, we're looking for votes here, right? I think he'll get votes. Fair. Yeah, he's he's in a very strong position. Still. Relative, he's been following think, a lot. I think rel- relative to the rest of the field, I think he's in a in a in a strong position. For sure. I think that's a that's a good choice. So my next pick, uh number four overall, is going to be Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott of South oh, Carolina. And I think once again, he is someone who's 
can appeal to Trump voters in an event that Trump is unable to run, but also I think someone who can put a strong showing and coalesce the not anti-Trump, but or I would say both the anti-Trump and the non-Trump vote, uh, because you know he's he he is very conservative on social issues, but that is not always the worst thing in a Republican primary as we've seen in years past, and. I think he is someone that a lot of Republicans can believe believe can win the general election and defeat Joe Biden, which is really, I think, what a lot of Republicans want. Uh, and I think, you know, we'll see how good of a campaigner is. I don't know if we've seen his ability to campaign as good as maybe a Ramaswamy or a Haley or even a Trump. But uh, I think in terms of candidate, and he came from a very humble background, he's got a very good story. He could make a make a move. Number five overall. Who uh, do you see, choose? I see. I feel like I've got kind of the the guy in the middle of the party, Trump. I've got the guy to the right of him, DeSantis. Now I'm going to take the guy to the left of him. I'm going to take Christie because he has provided one place for all of the anti-Trump votes to go. Let's be real. Asa Hutchinson doesn't do a lot for anyone. Chris Christie's a name, and I think if for him to kind of he he's kind of he's been you know, going right after Trump, and that's going to bring you votes. And again, that's what that's what we're looking for. That's what we're trying to get. Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take him. Welcome to the team, Chris. Uh, don't don't uh, you know don't uh, don't don't burn any any bridges on your way in. You might have a difficult uh, difficult locker room to keep. I mean, you got Trump to say this. and Christie. I mean, look, no, we're look, we're having conversations with these guys. You look. You you want to be on the team? You gotta you know you got gotta work together. We gotta put our differences aside. Uh, it didn't work. It didn't work for the Nets, but it might work for us. All right. <laughs> yeah, you got all the heavyweights. I think I got the safe bets, and I like my decision now. Uh, I think we're getting towards the end of like our top two tiers, I would say. But Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, she's the only woman in the race. Uh, I think she's a very, very good campaigner. Now, I think she struggled a bit to find her lane, and it's become tougher with Tim Scott in the race, kind of taking over that, you know, Southern charm. But I think I Nikki I, Haley. I don't think, we, I don't think. I don't think anyone has ever described what Nikki Haley has a Southern charm. I'm just Republican primary perspective. That's that's all. It's not about the general. It's about Republican voters. Uh, but I th- I think she has a good chance of being competitive, maybe not to win, but I think she has grit in her. And I think she's going to stick it out or be someone's vice president. Who knows? But <laughs> I, I feel pretty good about this choice. I know I don't have all the, the heavy hitters, but I feel like I'm going conservative. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, oof. I don't like that. <laughs> Number seven. Yeah, no, we're definitely getting into the, uh, yeah, this is tough now. <laughs> but you know, you said you it's said about great. You know, lo- locker room chemistry. Uh, if we didn't have it before, we certainly won't have it now. Mike Pence, <laughs> get on in here. Uh, Gosh. I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's allowed to be in a locker room, but uh, we'll. Uh, I, I, <laughs> we'll have to go pray on it. <laughs> we all. I mean, my, my my team's getting along here. We got Scott Haley. You know, Haley appointed Scott. Yeah, the, here's, here's, the, here's the thing, though. You know, your team might be getting along all, all chummy chum chum. 
Europe got along at the 21 Ryder Cup. I don't think, you know, Bro- what, Bro- 21 Brooksy and Bryson were even talking to each other. We whooped them. That's fair. I mean, are any of your candidates going to talk to each other? I don't think so. so. No, but I don't care if they talk to each other. It's fair. They go out, they, they've got to go win their matches, you know? Now it gets really tough. It does. Uh, I'm going to go with my boy. Do you know who my boy is? No. <laughs> Bergie, North oh. Dakota governor, oh. Doug oh. Burgum. No. Solely for the reason oh. he has a lot of money. Oh, a lot of money. And if you looked, I did my research. If you look at 2020, oh. Mike Bloomberg and Tom Steyer were both in that top seven-ish. So I'm looking for Bergie to be in that top six. You know, he's got a lot of money. He's not gonna he's not gonna drain of cash like Kamala Harris did. I think he is grit. He's from North Dakota. Famously a gritty state. I, I feel like he could backdoor top five, if you know what I'm you know saying. Who else, you know who else was from North Dakota but didn't have grit? Carson Wentz. That's fair. Ooh. Hot take. Doug Burgum will be in the race and get more votes. Than Ron DeSantis. I, yep, I said it. Yep, I did. Bold take. That's yeah. Bold. bold. Okay. It's on tape. It's on tape. So we'll yeah, revisit yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> if he makes it to Iowa, I'll be very. I, I think he will get more votes than Ron DeSantis. Okay. Your turn. Oh, God. Uh, move. I know. See now, this is where it's less about like any actual reason and more just like vibes. Uh, I feel like I there are some really weird Perry Johnson sound bites out there. I know he's had a couple of just strange quotes. But the Republican Party is pretty strange, so what the hell, Perry Johnson, get on the team. He's like, uh, I don't know who he is on this on this little Ryder Cup team we've got going on here. He's like. Uh, you can actually get along. I feel like he's a good locker room guy. Good locker room guy. He's like Brendan Todd, or like he's like a, like a he's like Webb Simpson on that 2018 team, where like everyone was fighting and he's just kind of like hanging out. Like, hey guys, look at my weird swing. Sure. All right, number ten overall. I'm gonna go Arkansas governor, former Arkansas governor Asa Hutchinson, purely for the reason that Arkansas governors. Tend to do well in presidential elections, particularly just one of them. That's Bill Clinton. <laughs> uh, and he's got like some name recognition compared to these other people. He was a governor of a state. So maybe six years to the Arkansas primary. I don't know. I, I don't see much shot. I mean, this is 10 overall. We're getting this is when we choose all our kickers in the fantasy draft. So who do you so, pick? Who do you choose? Four candidates left. So okay, but before I get into the actual pick, I'd like to explain my reasoning. I think there's some sort of voodoo magic going on with the Tucker Carlson show because after one person declared their candidacy on that show, almost immediately, Tucker gets fired. He goes to his weird Twitter show. All that happens. So clearly, someone took the good luck charm that was working for Tucker Carlson. And using voodoo magic, gave it to themselves and imbued themselves with good luck. The person that made that announcement, Robbie, was Larry Elder. I was. And based on the voodoo energy I'm sensing 
from the elder campaign i went on their website and there's some very disturbing imagery going on they think that larry elder could become president of the united states <laughs> something's not right there <laughs> so i did this <laughs> this is so unserious Voodoo signals that I'm picking up, along with some very detailed astrology I've been working on. I think that Larry Elder will eke out enough votes to put me over the top. Fair. You know what? <laughs> I gotta hand it to you. All right, now we're moving on. Twelfth overall pick. This one's close to home for me. This pick. Oh god. And he has a really strong support base from a certain group, which is important. You know, you have that certain yeah. base. He has the Weeble vote locked up for sure. <laughs> for sure. The Weeble vote will go to Francis Suarez. I, I can I can make that for certain. <laughs> My 12th overall pick is the Weeble himself, Francis Suarez, Miami Mayor. Thank you. Good content, content, baby. <laughs> All right, yeah. Will Hurd or Steve Laffy? Oh, she, okay. Well, please, please don't stick me with Will Hurd, please. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the thing. Will Hurd at least has been to Washington D.C. that we know of. We know he knows where the White House is. We're, we're fairly sure of that, I think. So my my main concern between these two is that neither one of them is going to be president. But the issue with Steve Laffey is that the recession from the Capitol to the White House, he might get lost. So I mean, we know that Will Hurd at least has been to D.C. Allegedly. It, we're, we're receiving word. We, we know, we think, we're hopeful that he can navigate himself from the Capitol to the White House without getting lost along the way. So for that reason, and that reason alone, uh, for the navigation enthusiasts within the Republican Party base uh, that are choosing some for some reason between Wilher and Steve Laffey uh, after hell is frozen over and the Philadelphia Phillies have won the World Series, um, I guess Will Hurd. Love that choice. Thank you. I will, as we have boots on the ground, I will do my investigation to whether Will Hurd ever stepped foot in D.C. I will, that would be thorough. And then we we're might getting, have to reevaluate that. Uh, we're getting, we're, yeah, we'll stand by for our investigators to look into that one. Of course. So that leaves me with the great Steve Laffey at number 14. Honestly, he really shouldn't be on this list. It's just we like him because he came on our podcast for an interview. <laughs> thank you for Thank you for being here, Steve. Uh, Thank you. I mean, I, we wish you would be all, ahead. All, but... all jokes aside, I'm confident that you, you can find your way from the Capitol to the White House. Yes. Sometimes I get lost. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just go straight down Pennsylvania Avenue, oh, and then, like, I miss a turn or so. hope <laughs> you don't. That'd, that'd be a stunning indictment of your navigational skills. Speaking of indictment, uh, no. That's <laughs> Trump's not going to win. No. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> All right, so final teams. That was a fun, fun draft. This is Cam. I believe you have uh, Donald Trump. Good choice. Ron DeSantis. Uh, 
Chris Christie, Mike Pence, Will Hurd, of course, and you have uh, Larry Elder okay. and Perry Johnson. Yes. Very, very strong team. And I have the rest of the crew, of course. Steve Laffey, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Asa Hutchinson, Tim Scott, Fergie, Doug Burgum, and the Weeble, Francis Suarez. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. This was a fun new endeavor for us. Feel free to send us messages, comments on what we should engage in next, whether you like this. Two thumbs up, two thumbs down, you know. Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. If you're a big Bergy guy, I want to see the Bergy fans come out in support of our team, Team Robbie. Uh, uh, if you, any, any, if any, any voodoo enthusiasts want to let me know exactly. whether whether that, that like Larry Elder, if if that's something that is possible within the confines of voodoo, perhaps Cthulhu, some good old fashioned warlock sorcery, uh, something fishy's going on there because no no person in their right mind would believe that Larry Elder can become president. So, all right, so we got we had our bases locked up. We have the Weebles and the Burgies, and you have the voodoo people. Yes, so. Yes. Thank you all for listening. We'll be out on Monday. Another weekly recap. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend or wherever you are listening, uh, whenever you are listening to this podcast. And thanks as always for your support. Bye.